0: Is a truffle sweet or savory or both? Are you sure you know the difference? Is it candy or something like a mushroom? Does it even matter as long as you like it? Or maybe just eat it with relish? And exactly what is relish? Such are the truffles and tribulations of host and new foodie Margaret McSweeney, who's eating her way through life happily, innocently, and always with a great deal of humor and a lot of fun. Join her for adventures in the world of everything to do with food, gourmet, green, and great. Now here's Margaret.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Truffles and Tribulations, The Adventures of a New Foodie. And that's me, your host, Margaret McSweeney, here on webtalkradio.net. Due to popular request, actually, we are relaunching the brand as we speak today to go back to Kitchen Chat. So the new name of the show is going to be Kitchen Chat with Margaret McSweeney, and I can't think of a better, better person to launch this with than Chef Jamie Loretta. I am actually here in his kitchen today, and it is just such an honor, and I cannot wait to introduce you to this culinary rock star. And ambassador of good taste. Welcome to my kitchen chat with Margaret McSweeney, Chef Jamie.
2: Thank you so much. Everything you said is so wonderful and I gotta tell you it's a pleasure having you here. I love having people in my home who have the energy that you do. Uh-huh. And again, that's how I start every recipe is with a good intention and a good a good loving start. So I'm excited to have you here.
1: And it's such a pleasure to be here. And we have so much to talk about. Just a quick little thing. If anyone's interested in meeting Chef Jamie, you will have that opportunity at a Wings event tomorrow night in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, Click on wingsprogram.com for information and last minute availability on tickets. He is going to be the featured celebrity chef at this wonderful event, which truly does so much here in the Chicago suburbs for women and children who need another chance in life after domestic violence. And and this is just part of the wonderful person that Chef Jamie is. He has such a heart for charity. So thank you for, for doing that for oh, the Women of Wings.
2: It's absolutely an honor. You know, I have a, um, I have a very soft place in my heart for women my mom is a very special person and she's a, a mother of eleven children and i know how hard it can be um, right. for you know moms today with one in two children in this economy trying to make it and especially if there is an abusive factor to it um, i just think that it's not fair for uh, these women to be let down the way they have been let down and Obviously, it's extremely difficult to raise a family in this economy, so my heart's in it, and I'm super excited to be there. I can't tell you how grateful and how excited I am to be the host of this culinary event. Again, I think they picked the right guy, and I'm uh, super excited to be uh, giving a little bit of an inspiration along with some uh, great chefs, that are there working hard to deliver some wonderful food to the guests. You'll be having a wonderful night tasting the uh, just the, the culinary, um, uh, uh, the talent that's going to be there yes. is going to be amazing. Oh, great wine, yes. great people, Thank and great you. fun. So come and see me, shake my hand, and uh, we'll have a good night
1: definitely so I will provide a link listeners for more information of how you can meet Chef Jamie in person and oh he is just delightful and we have so much to cover I mean your life journey has been amazing Uh, and within the culinary the style the everything it's just been so incredible to follow and and it's like you have the whole package with with the not only the food but the style the ambience and I know you have a fun little tag Line for this too. It's about the yeah. It's food. about the
2: food, the mood, and the music. And what I do is you know really special because when you apply yourself um, to uh, your food, the intention should always be good as far as stepping up to the stove. But for me, it's more than that. It's about the the food you eat and prepare, the uh, mood and the decor that you surround yourself with, the friends and people you surround yes. yourself with, and the music you listen to. So in all. Um, if you have all three things in tune, I believe that you can live a harmonious life. And I love that. For me, um, having, having these surroundings, you know, I always have my candles lit and my music Aww. on and uh, the pillows just so. And I know a lot of people don't have the time to do that, but you can do it so simply mm-hmm. and still gain the. Uh, message of what I'm
1: saying. Yes, I love that. And and speaking of music, you have been quite involved in the music scene. Um, you actually were with Madonna and Sting and Sarah McLaughlin and, right. and so many others. I'd love to hear about what you did um, with these celebrity sure. rock stars yeah, and- music
2: has always been my muse ever since I was a little boy I used to put on shows in front of my family and I used to sing and you know into a wooden block and perform like the Donnie <laughs> Marie you know uh show in front of my whole family music has always been the thing that saved me mm-hmm. and I would always escape into the music I love to dance I'm a great dancer and I love to perform and I don't have a bad singing voice at that. I'm not going to do it today, but <laughs> I'm not afraid to step up to the microphone in any way, shape, or form. Um, music is a powerful venue. It's a, it's a conduit. And what I do is um, I work for the biggest celebrities um, in the music industry. And both from a style and food perspective, I'm delivering um, comfort. And love through mm-hmm. my food. And I really focus on giving them a home away from home. For example, for Madonna, I was able to help design and manufacture her entire dressing room and give her that home away from home that she required. I mean, when you get to that level of celebrity, there's a lot of expectation right. from right. you know from the business aspect and and also from your fan base. What I do is I give them sort of a womb of perfection and deliver them everything that they need right. to go out there and deliver to that expectation. So everybody you can imagine in the music business, all the different genres of music from Barry Manilow and Josh Groben all the way through the rock Kiss Aerosmith into the big giant icons of uh, Sting and uh, Madonna and everyone in between. I mean, I've written a cookbook with Sarah McLaughlin. Yes, I can't plenty? wait
1: to talk about that one. Right. And, and when you go on the road with these celebrities and you try to give them a piece of home, their own home, and do you collaborate and do you ask, you know, what are you looking for? I mean, what kind of study goes behind the scenes? You know, for I've, that? Been
2: called, I've been called a food psychic a mood psychic. (laughs) You know, basically what I do is I focus on the lyrics
0: and the story. And
2: I read about, you know, most musicians at that level are clearly writing about their life through their song. So I really focus on the lyrics and I look at where they are in their life. And I, I basically ask, you know, Maybe it's God. I say, what does this person or what, does, what do I feel that they need? Right. And more so than not, you know, Steven Tyler said it best when I was on the Oprah show. He said, Jamie Lorita will feed to your needs. Oh. And I just study them every step of the way. And it's about delivering the grilled cheese sandwich and the uh, tomato soup. You know, I ask them the one question. Tell me the thing your grandmother used to make you or your mom your comfort food. And if it's raining out and it's cold and we're in the middle of the tour and I know that artist is, you know, missing home and their family and their kids, Jamie's gonna deliver the grilled cheese sandwich and the tomato soup. That's what it's all about.
1: And I have to ask, is there a secret ingredient in your grilled cheese and tomato soup?
2: You know, I always say the same thing and maybe it's cheesy part of the the, the, pun, but you know, it's. uh, I never leave out the love, ever. I'm a very sensitive person, I always have been. And I'm always injecting the love into everything that I do. So I truly care about these people. You know, in a business that they're in, there's a lot of people around Mm. them. There's a lot of, you know, financial involved. There's a lot of expectation, like I told you. But I really honestly care about their well-being. And I forget about my own a lot of the time. And I step up to the plate for them. And that's basically why they hire me, because I have that level of nurture. Yes. And it's really, uh, you know, in my case, it's a lot of nurture uh, versus nature. You know, I've been through it all. I can tell you oh. stories about <laughs> thunderstorms like we we're having today. And, you know, if I've seen the world uh, 10 times over, and I've learned a lot of things about people and, and about love. So never leave that out of your, out of your life. Yes. You always have to have love in your life. And, if, um. and, and really, that's my secret weapon.
1: Oh, I love that love the secret weapon and i I know we've been flooded listeners with your questions via social media and I'm going to try to get to as many as I can um, Lynn had asked uh, when you're creating an environment for the stars how do you merge your brand with their taste and once you had a vision how did you carry it out
2: Lynn that's a great question um, you know, I think any good designer, really good designer um, it 's just my opinion you know it 's one thing to put your flair and your flavor on something. I think a good designer incorporates the in the the desires of of the client so what mm-hmm. i what I do is I treat everything like a recipe and I oh, always I add know. them in. I love
1: that. So yeah,
2: that's the, that's something that's very important. I don't want anything to, you know, it's really not about me. It's Mm -hmm. about them. And I'm basically the conduit and the vehicle to giving them what they don't have the time to get for themselves. Right. So for me, it's a, it's a very simple recipe. I follow what it is that, you know, first of all, I follow my heart. Secondly, I study them and what they love Mm -hmm. and then I just put it in perspective. Mm -hmm. And then what I add in of myself is the attention to detail.
1: Yes. And detail, it's all in the details as well. Now, I'm just curious, do you actually travel on the tour bus with them? And is the kitchen actually in the tour bus and you're preparing in the kitchen? I get that
2: question a lot. And. Honestly, it's, it changes every time. If I'm cooking specifically for mm-hmm. a celebrity, then I follow them. And most of the time, I'll cook through the hotel that they're staying oh, in. Okay. Um, most of the time, I do, um, I do that. And then there's also the kitchen setup that happens backstage for, let's say, for the Rolling Stones or for... The Aerosmith uh, band, I would set up a full-on kitchen every day. And then it gets a little bit difficult because you're only as good as your kitchen. Uh I would have to build that and take it down every day. I never really have cooked wow. on a tour bus because the kitchens on a tour bus are very small. Right. But right. I've kept things in the refrigerator on a tour bus. I can tell you that. Um, and what do you keep in the refrigerator
1: on the tour bus? You know, it's funny.
2: It's um, organics are a very powerful uh, thing that I'm a big supporter of. And years ago... Um, Getting these esoteric organic ingredients were difficult to find. I'm so happy mm-hmm. to see them come into the mainstream. And now organics are sort of uh, in style. Yes. Every market you go into, you see a huge organic section. But I was the guy that used to carry them in bus tubs underneath oh. the tour bus where everyone else would have their luggage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. You know, so. Organic baggage. Exactly. That's a, that's my, a way me to go. and my organic baggage. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, we just have so many topics to to talk about I mean your culinary journey the amazing story that you shared with with Oprah and I can't wait to to chat about that the incredible product lines you have going on we've got lots of questions coming in for that as well and and just you know how you can relate to the home chef who The mom, the busy mom who's, who's preparing food for the meal and, right. and to make things extra special with that, that extra style. But first, if we could um, go to your, your um, experience with Oprah and, and sharing uh, your story with her. You know, it was, a,
2: it was a great thing that had happened with Oprah. Someone told me that it was so difficult to get on the Oprah show. You have to know somebody. It's going to take you forever. All these things you have to go through, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy to tell them something like that too. I love a challenge. And what I did simply was I got on the internet and I went on Oprah's website and I wrote her a letter and I've always been a humongous fan of Oprah and I love her story. I'm a guy who loves an honest story and I love from where she came for me. I knew I was going to be on the Oprah show. It was just a matter of time. I wrote her a heartfelt letter about The topic was why I love my job, coolest job in the world. And I said, you know what? I really love and I respect my job. I'm going to tell her about it. Literally wrote the email at three in the morning. And by 10 a.m. the next day, her producers called me. Wow. So never listen to a negative comment. Someone told me it was impossible. I made it possible. Yes. So um, that experience was wonderful. Oprah had. Literally flashed my, my culinary life story before my eyes. And the most amazing thing was Steven Tyler via satellite from Hawaii on vacation sang a song about me on, on the Oprah show, which to this wow. day just makes me thrilled that I was able to work with a man like that. He taught me how to, how to um, allow my freak flag to fly. <laughs> and, um what basically that means in a nutshell is to how to be myself. When I first met him, he sang a song to me about, you know, Jamie's got a frying pan. And <laughs> he said to me, you know what? You need to loosen up. And he was right. I was there with my Culinary Institute of America mm. hat on and, and, and token. And he, um, he removed it. And he said, you know what? You've got a lot of energy and you've got a lot of goodness in your heart. You need to show that. And you need to show it 100% oh. you. And... Uh, that was the Oprah experience. My cookbook was exposed on the show. And I don't think I'm done with Oprah yet. I've been trying to reach out to the, yes. uh, the networks. Yes. I have a show concept that I think would be tremendous on the OWN Network. So oh, I'm going to go for that.
1: That sounds great. And you go for it. And I'm sure our listeners will be cheering along the way. And, and we'll make sure we provide a link when it's on. We'll just uh, definitely it. do that. And the other, it just it just... It was so amazing to hear, to Chef Jamie, that you started your career with $100 that was borrowed.
2: Right. Well, you know, I had a lot of support from my parents way back in, when I was in culinary school. But I think, you know, my, my family, I come from a large Italian family on the um, East Coast. I think that they had a different thought process as to where I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had this other dream, and I kept this... You know, true to my dreams. So, after making a lot of decisions, coming back from Italy, um, where I was, you know, traveling on scholarship from the Culinary Institute of America, I decided that I really wanted to make it on my own. Mm-hmm. And um, although my parents and my dad, especially, were very instrumental in supporting me, yes. I needed to feel like this was all me. So. I packed my bags, I got off the plane from Italy and I decided that I was going to come to Chicago, which I did my externship at Spiaggia oh,
0: and uh, it was a
2: wonderful experience yes. and I just love this city. I knew it's like Sinatra said, my kind of town, right? right? I knew that, you know, this was the city of big shoulders and I have pretty big shoulders and I thought, you know what? I can make it here
0: Yes.
2: and um, I've been making it ever since. And I love, love, love the city of Chicago. And I'm very grateful for its energy, and I feel like um, I feel like yes, I made that dream happen with basically a hundred dollars and no place to live, and I had a plane ticket, and I I went for it, and um, that is a true story. I basically uh, didn't really have a place to live, and I found one through a friend of mine through the mm-hmm. Spiaggia experience, and I never looked back. And the beauty of it all is that you know, I. Um, I never took a dime from anybody wow. since that moment. And I've made it 100% on my own. And I really feel like, you know, I've lived the American dream. And I'm, I'm really wanting to inspire so many people, especially going into this Wings event. Yes. You know, it's uh, miracles happen every day. And if you pray and you're a good person, good things will happen. Yes. And it's the process. You know, the process just happens. And although sometimes, you know, there were... There were hurdles and there were turns in the road. Um, I never stopped believing, oh, never, wow. and that's the secret ingredient to my success. Is that you always have to believe in your dream.
1: Oh, I love that! And listeners, oh, he's just so inspiring. And you're going to have to follow Chef Jamie on Twitter and and Facebook. I love the tweets, the eats, <laughs> the tweets and eats he's sent yeah. out with just positive quotes and thoughts for the day along with great tips and, and recipes and and uh, definitely visit the website as well.
2: Yeah, my, my website chefjamielarita.com there's two of them out there jamielarita.com and chefjamielarita.com go to chefjamielarita.com especially now there's a great deal on my Bella Boy Moscato spring Yes, meal.
1: which we have to talk about. Oh, listeners, oh, you've got to um, find whoever carries his new products and let's talk about that for a little bit. Pasta Some great pasta. And also, oh, I need to definitely get this as well, this olive oil spray. Because, you know, I've used, well, you know, a spray can for – my attempts at cooking in my kitchen. And uh, I've always felt that maybe I should go more organic. And now tell us about this olive spray.
2: I have a a great line of products, everything from wines and everything imported from Italy. But, you know, I'm not just slapping my name on things. I'm creating all of the logos. I have full creative control. And one of the main things that I'm making sure is that it's 100% great quality. My olive oil sprays that you're talking about are infused. I have a truffle. Um, from Italy, infused olive oil. I have a infused garlic oil spray, lemon spray, and I'm running the gamut of flavors, but I'm starting with those three. And these sprays can be used. They're so versatile. Yes. They can be used while you're grilling. They could be used as finishing sprays on mm-hmm. pastas, on you know, for dipping breads. Oh, um, yeah. Lots of different uses. You can use them to sauté in lieu of using the canned sprays um, that are you know not really 100% natural. Right. Mine are exactly. vegan-friendly and uh, gluten-free, everything that I'm doing. Great. My pastas are bronze-cut pastas, which are... Higher quality pastas, all uh-huh. imported from Italy. And the reason why I chose to do the bronze cut is because A, they're higher quality, but um, when you buy the cheaper, um, the less expensive quality pastas in the store, the pasta sauce doesn't really stick to the pasta. It sort of rolls off. Oh. So there's a lot of pasta companies out there that don't use the bronze cut method.
1: And I'm sorry, what is a bronze cut? It's a, it's a machine. Oh, it's basically, okay. Yeah,
2: it's basically a machine that cuts the pasta and it leaves it looking porous. So when you're cooking the pasta, um, it will swell a little bit and then the sauce will actually – will actually infuse itself into the pasta. So you're tasting – the pasta is, number one, going to be really tasty because yes. it's, um, it's like a sponge it's absorbing your sauce.
0: Yes. And
2: I've got – like I said, I've got every cut of pasta. The, I've, I use the basics, the spaghetti, the bucatini, mm-hmm. the linguini, the rigatoni, but they're all the classic Italian pasta cuts right. and they're all super high quality. And I have an olive oil, a balsamic vinegar. I have a red wine vinegar. I have a Prosecco, a Chef Jamie Larita Prosecco, a rose-infused Moscato called Bello Boy, wow. and a red wine, and lots of other things. I'm super excited about yes. this product line. Why? Because it's giving people the ability to be the rock star in their kitchen.
1: Oh, I love that, to be a rock star in your own and kitchen. And communicate with I, me. You yes. Can, you can
2: buy my products and talk to me. You can talk to me directly via Twitter and so, Twitter and social media. I yes. want to talk to you. I want to make you a celebrity in your kitchen.
1: Oh, I love I love that. And that is such a fabulous concept. And I have so many questions from listeners who are looking for specific help. Um, Lisa has two kids all on organic and gluten-free diets. And she was saying, what are some good meals to get the kids eating more veggies?
2: That's a great question too. You know, I have a little – a couple of tricks. Mm -hmm. One real quick one as far as, you know, kids love mashed potatoes. Let's face it. Sure. You know, you can get some organic cauliflower. Um, You can just uh, poach your cauliflower and get it to a soft state and incorporate that into your mashed potatoes. Do a mashed potato cauliflower mix. Kind of hide it, but don't tell them about it. You know okay. what I mean? The minute you tell them that they're eating cauliflower, right. it's game over. <laughs> you know, I also do that with, uh, say, an edamame. You know, mm. everybody loves guacamole. Kids love guacamole. Definitely. There's a lot of protein um, in soybeans and in edamame. Yes. What I do is I get them and I use the same method with guacamole. I'll just puree oh. that into my guacamole. A lot of things can be masked. you know, and kids talk to other children about what they're eating. Mm-hmm. So, You don't want to, you know. I'm not saying hide it from your children, but if they like it, maybe then you can start doing things like with carrots too. Right. Pureeing the same thing with carrots. You can puree carrots um, into a. uh, I make a wonderful uh, carrot butter. A carrot butter? Mm -hmm. Sesame oil, um, carrots, make it look like peanut butter and add it into a pita, you know, and use it as a dipping with vegetables. It's wonderful. Wow. Pure, just uh, soft um, mashed carrots, mm-hmm. a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of peanut butter, and a little bit of um, maybe sesame oil, and just season it to taste. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. That I spread is it on sandwiches. Right. That's the other thing, too. Mm-hmm. I have a million ideas.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I, it's amazing, truly. You Just, know, so uh, it's, uh, uh, it's
2: all about having fun in yes. the kitchen with your kids. Right. And incorporating, you know, show your kids how to cook. Right. A lot of people that I meet don't have the time for cooking, and mm-hmm. I understand that. But it's so important to instill, like for me as mm-hmm. a child coming from 11 children, my mom, my grandmother, my aunts were always in the kitchen. And I was the world's largest kitchen voyeur. I never really said anything, but my eyes were peeled to the kitchen. Wow! And I, I downloaded all of that. You know, and yes. they had fun in the kitchen. A kitchen could be a fun place. Yes, you know. So get your
1: <laughs> it can also there. be a scary place no, at I my see. house. Class.
2: Okay, so scary. You said, <laughs> you said, you said something, and yes. I have to. I have to address that. Yeah. When you say it's scary, that's what you're serving. Don't serve oh, scary. Okay. okay. All right. Step up to the stove with confidence. Okay. You can do it. Cooking is simple. It's not rocket science. I've always said that. You know, there's simple things that you can do that can make you really approach the approach the kitchen with an open mind. And, you know, I say cook with reckless abandon. It's not that hard. If I can do it, anybody could do it. Believe oh. me. I'm, some people have called me a kitchen genius. Maybe it just comes easy. I'm not really sure. But most of my recipes are so simple.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: I make them look pretty and I build them up right, to kind of inspire right. people. That's how I... Sometimes I never read the recipes, but I look at the pictures. Yes. You know, and that exactly. inspires me. It, that inspires me to do, you know, my art, but really cooking is simple. Don't be afraid of
1: okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Lose I will the fear. T- lose the fear. I am going to cast out the fear of, of cooking and the Barrington Hills fire department will not come over again. <laughs> no, <never laughs> after again. My now, I'll give you a couple of cooking, quick cooking lessons. Yes. Be on your oh, I would love that. Oh my goodness. I would absolutely love that. Um, a couple of other questions. Actually, Rebecca, who you will meet at the wing, she's the executive director, you know, at her son, her 12 year old son loves to cook and has such a passion uh, about being a chef. And he's really getting a lot of grief from his classmates. And, and so she was asking, do you have any recommendations and suggestions in terms of Absolutely. what he
2: can do? That's music to my ears. Great. I was that boy. So the first thing is you want to make sure that he's passionate about cooking. Mm-hmm. The cooking uh, industry is a beautiful industry to be in, but maybe it's not as, um, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of opportunity out there, but you want to make sure that he's honing in on his passion, yes. what he wants to do. Focus, focus, focus. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's baking, whether it's the, the, the savory side or the sweet side, there's a lot of opportunity now. Chefs are hot. You know? Yes, so, exactly. Um, I don't think when you say grief, it's is it because people are making fun of it yes, because it he wants to be a exactly. chef? Exactly. I went I went through a little treated. bit of that. You oh. know what? That that shall pass. You know, if right. he's really truly passionate mm-hmm. about cooking, then then don't let anything stop you. Great. You know, I would love to give him a cooking lesson.
0: Oh,
1: um, I no. love that's my
2: favorite thing to do. Is I, I work with Common Threads. Um,
1: yes, with, Chef Art, with Chef Art Smith. Yes, he is fabulous. One yes. of my
2: favorite days of my life was going into the kitchen with a bunch of you know eight and ten year olds. And first of all, it was hilarious. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> it was so inspiring to see these kids and how far they've come. Right. Here were kids from the inner city who really were never exposed to food and I got to tell you, they were teaching me things. Wow. Yeah, we were doing Thai food and I love Thai food and these kids were these kids were popping out things left and right. You
1: Amazing. know, kids are,
2: they're, let's face it, they're vehicles for, their, for information.
1: Yes. You know, if you yes. give them, if
2: you put them in the right environment, you know, look for, that's another great, great bit of advice mm-hmm. right there is maybe get them involved in a cooking school or a cooking right. program where there are other children doing the same thing. Yes. Right now he might be an island. You know, but there's several islands comprised
1: of chefs out there—an archipelago or whatever that. that
2: Exactly, there's a lot of little cooks out there, especially today. I meet a lot of 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 youngins that are um, that are really into cooking. So let them go. Let him great! Go. You know, oh,
1: I'm, that'll be terrific, and he might be there tomorrow at the I, beginning. I can't so. wait to meet him. I'll give
2: him a signed cookbook.
1: That will be great. Oh, and so many other questions that are coming up. Um, another listener, another Lynn, actually said she's interested in cooking more with fresh spices. She likes Indian food, curries, and fresh spices. Which ones um, should a mom cook purchase fresh and begin with for meats, chicken, and fish?
2: Well, you know, there's so many out there, number one. I love, if you're going to start out just by experimenting, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that with like a a chili powder or a turmeric curry. I always say when it comes to spice, mix what you like.
0: Oh, you know? okay.
2: So I, I have um, a little collection, just a small collection of spices, probably 300 oh in my, my kitchen. <laughs> you know, what you can do is just on your cutting board or on a platter just put out the spices that you know and just take take a little bit of maybe sour cream huh. and then add each spice you don't have to do it all at once but right. little by little and then you can start to play with the flavors and before you know it you'll be mixing combinations and then adding you know citrus or yes. or um you know, some even like smoky. Mm-hmm. And you can start to play, and there's so much information online when it comes to spices right, that right. can help her. Yes, um, but I say the you know use the standards when you first start out. Okay, use a great. Um, I say turmeric. I say, um, I say um, nutmeg. You hmm. know, a cinnamon. This is one of the spices that people don't use enough, and they only use it in baking, is cinnamon. Yes,
1: with the sweets, but yeah, you can use it savory. You could use it
2: with savory. I use cinnamon on my uh, in my brisket, on my chicken. Wow. you know you can mix in these these flavors that you think are only used for baking. Nutmeg can be used in your in your savory as well. Spices are so much fun. They're like paint to me.
1: They're like paint, and you have such an amazing palette. And oh, listeners, and I am going to do a selfie picture so you can see a, a picture of Chef Jamie and me in his incredible kitchen. I mean, it's just gorgeous. The the copper um, pans uh, hung so neatly and artistically. It, it's Thank just you, you know, beautiful. I I
2: have a, I have a. A wonderful kitchen in the sense that when you come into my house, you probably expect one of these ginormous gourmet kitchens. I set it up to where it's just what you need. And that's what should be, um, that's the way it should be in a kitchen. It should have flow and and I can cook for a hundred people out of this small space. So I just want to let you know that if you have a small kitchen or if you don't think you have a kitchen big enough to do what you think you need to do. Um, believe me it's 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 not that difficult in a small space
1: oh and it is it's just lovely and and actually speaking of that um, one of the uh, um, listeners was saying what is your favorite utensil in your kitchen that you love
2: Uh, my favorite utensil would probably be my little I have a little um, spider a little strainer that,
1: oh, I've heard about those. Yeah that's, yeah, that's just
2: a, you know, something that you always need to have on hand and I love my little um fine grater for doing zest and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just I have that's a rough question for me because I use everything, but I think my most favorite um would, would probably be that little that little strainer, baby strainer over there. You can skim things, you know, you can skim fat uh, off of your soups oh, and things like that.
1: That thing that looks like a circle yes. and uh, that? I use
2: that
1: every day. Do you? Yeah, I do. Wow, wow, so. well, that is just so cool. That yeah, I'll, and I'll try to. And I love the, the utensil holder on that as well, um, with all of the, the different cooking utensils. So, no, this is great. Um, any, any? Yes. Other oh, I have tons of questions. And um, uh, real quickly, um, what is your favorite city for food? Oof. Megan had asked that. <laughs> and who's your favorite chef besides yourself? <laughs> wow. My favorite city easily
2: is New Orleans.
1: Ah. Um,
2: I love the energy and the, um, the spicy, um, sort of the voodoo behind the food over there. Um, I love Emerald i love um because of new orleans yes and i love art smith's country cooking you know art's a good friend of mine a little bit country a little bit rock and roll
1: and i love his grits
2: (laughs) oh the shrimp and grits yes
1: uh, table 52 is amazing i know (laughs) yeah I,
2: i love that little restaurant table 52 there's a great brunch there he's a wonderful person He's a good egg.
1: He is, and it was so much fun. I'm in um, Chicago Gourmets and he hosted this lovely event for um Chef Van Aken. Okay. Yes, Norman Van Aken, and it was so much fun to have Southern and Key West um, Yeah, I
2: I smell a cookbook happening with him. I feel like you know there's a little bit he's a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. I think we have a great energy together. So and one of these days we'll get together and do something. That fun.
1: would be great. And for common threads, that oh, yeah. would be a blast yeah, totally. with that. And I want listeners, too, to have a a fuller sense of who you are. You can constantly get bombarded with offers for these top chef competitions and, and all of that. Tell us, you know, why you kind of say thank you but no thanks.
2: You know, to me, it's all about, you know, again, I'll go back to the energy of it all. I don't compete with food. Yeah. You know I respect what they're doing, I respect all those shows, and I watch them not to say that I would never i'd be a great judge on one of those shows, but to me, you know cooking is all about um, what you put into it i'm a very sensitive person when i 'm in yes. the kitchen. I yes. just don't compete with food i don't I don't want to add any anxiety or any fear or any sweat you know when I mean, uh, yeah. my food is not about that so i I get a lot of I get a lot of um, people asking me to do stuff like that
1: mm-hmm. and you know it's not it's just not my uh it's not my forte food is for comfort and not for competition exactly. i think that's great and the most exotic food you've ever eaten
2: Oof, that's a great question too i've eaten it all and
1: that was from chrissy <laughs> yeah
2: chrissy you know uh, not to say that i've ever eaten newts or anything like that
0: You know,
2: it's <laughs> nothing scary um you know um the squid ink risotto. When I first tasted a squid ink risotto, I thought, "Okay, this is going to be gross," but I loved it. Um, I've eaten rattlesnake. Oh, what was that like? In the Grand Canyon, I've prepared it. Uh, tastes like chicken. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was a surprise. Not that I would eat it again. It's just something that came across my cutting board. <laughs>
1: came across your cutting board. I love it. And what spice do you use with a rattlesnake? A lot of
2: spice. You want to use something <laughs> something spicy. You want to use a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of paprika and a lot of, um, I used a, a really strong smoked chili powder. Oh. And then we batter fried it. And um, it was actually kind of yummy. And I made a good um, cabbage uh, slaw with it with pineapple. So that oh. cut that cut through the spice. And and through the venom.
1: <laughs> and through the venom. Oh my heavens! I didn't even think about the venom. Do you get? Can you get rid of that? Oh, that's yeah, okay. something that's not in there. Oh, okay. You, it, I guess it cooks off like wine or something. It's not <laughs> even in there.
0: The venom comes out of the things. All
1: oh, out of the things. Okay. Right. Oh, this is so fun. Oh, Chef Jamie, I could just go on and on with you. We'll have to have another kitchen chat. I love to soon. talk. So listen, I'm I'm game. This is just delightful. And one last question. I'm looking at your beautiful built-in refrigerator. What are some favorite things you like to keep stocked?
2: Okay, so always have good butter. Mm-hmm. I use a pluvoir butter. Uh, I always have great farm fresh eggs. Mm-hmm. I get my eggs from you know a friend of mine who raises chickens. Um, I always have a good um, heavy cream. Okay. Um, all of the staples. If I opened up my refrigerator right now, you'd actually be shocked because I don't keep much in there. Oh. I usually bring in what I'm going to cook mm-hmm. that day. I don't like things sitting around too long. I usually go out and pick the f- my favorite you know, things that are resonating a certain right. uh, energy to me. But um, I think that you know the basics, just keep the basics okay. in there and um, you'll be fine. I don't, I don't like these overly stocked refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with leftovers, I usually get rid of them. You know, I like things fresh.
1: Great. And do you like plan on the spur of the moment when you see uh, zucchini and the produce aisle?
2: I got to just... tell you, I got to tell you, this is funny. You know, I've been cooking for many, many years and especially on the road. And, you know, a lot of people, pl- a lot of chefs plan their menus. And I'm going to give you a secret. I've never done it. Wow. Never. I usually order a bunch of ingredients and let them tell me what to do. You know, I, my my favorite question is where does it come from? Yes.
0: You know, that's what I ask yes. myself
2: at the end right. of the day. Where does it come from? And I mm-hmm. think there's a higher power that's looking Definitely. over me. Maybe it's a, maybe it's my. You know, I was on I was on Twitter with my mom this morning, and she was saying that I had um, a, a great grandmother who used to poach her eggs in tomato sauce, and I never knew that. Wow. And, and I was doing it this morning, so maybe it's um, maybe it's. You know, coming from and it's been yes, we thunder. just <laughs> had a
0: bolt. Yes,
1: <laughs> a hug from heaven. A hug
2: from heaven. As Where I does I it come from? from heaven, yes. I'm
1: sure. So. Oh, that is so great. Well, this has just been so much fun, Chef Jamie. Being in your kitchen and seeing your great products, and and hearing about your your book and everything, and and you you co-wrote a book with Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. Right. And I'm writing
2: two more cookbooks.
1: Oh, right now. wonderful.
2: And uh, you know, when it comes to me, what I'm first doing right now for a long time. I've been focusing on other people and other celebrities, and yes. being on the road. This is—I'm kind of off the road and into your home right now. So, right. look out for me to be the next big culinary rock star. Yes. Um, I'm going to do it in a way where you know I want to make friends with my with the uh, my the people mm-hmm. that follow me, and it's all going to be from the heart of the home. So remember that you know when it comes to me being uh, a chef. I'm very passionate about that. I'm also a designer, yes. And we talked about that. But you know, I want to give you. I'm sort of the let's say the maybe I'm Martha Stewart's illegitimate son. I don't really know, <laughs> but I want to come at you from a lot of different angles with um, with the energy and the love that I have for all things good and yes. all things in good taste.
1: Yes, and you truly are an ambassador of good taste in so many ways, and just such uh, such a great example of being positive, being passionate, not giving up, and just keeping the faith and knowing that there is really good out there.
2: Right. And, you know, in, this, in these times, I, I encourage people to, you know what, hold on to um, all of the good things. And yes. I'm so grateful that you're here in my house oh. today. I wanted you to be here so you can experience not only this beautiful thunderstorm and yes. rainstorm that we need out here yes. in the Midwest, but just the energy of my home and and the simplicity of just um, some of the things that are, that are here. You know, you don't have to have... Uh, a lot of money to live a good life. Right. You know, you can just be, um, you know, live simply and within your means. And like I said, three things in perfect harmony, the food, the mood, the music. And you'll, uh, it's kind of like having the wishbone in your hand, you know, yes. to, to share with someone else. I think you can, you can have a wonderful life if you're in tune with, Everything in your taste.
1: Exactly. And if we were to pair um, a song with our interview today, what do you think that would be? (laughs) Um, Sarah
2: McLaughlin's I Will Remember You.
0: Oh. You know, Will You
2: Remember Me? Don't Let Your Life Pass You By you know we look for the memory. Oh, so
1: big goosebump moment. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's all
2: about what you leave behind, yes. you know. So if you're going to leave anything behind, we don't know. I mean, look what happened with that mm. poor uh, the poor people in oh. Boston. You never know what your last minute's going to be here were people that were going to, you know, run Um, always leave something good behind. And your last moment is your moment right now. People ask me, you know, what's your favorite meal? What's your next, what's your, what's the thing you, and I say it's my favorite meal is always going to be the one that I'm cooking tonight. So, you know, you can, uh, if you're going to leave anything behind, leave, leave behind a good
1: dish, a good memory. I love that and great taste as well. Thank you. So, oh Chef Jamie, this has just been so delightful. Such an honor, a true honor. And I just love this kitchen chat and listeners, I'm going to provide links to the wings event tomorrow as well as to Chef Jamie's website, Twitter. Oh my goodness, he's just a great resource of Recipes and and fabulous styles of life, and I can't wait to meet his precious dog. I'm looking forward yeah, to, my, to my, meeting.
2: My Australian cattle dogs are in another room because they beg me for treats. See, even my dogs want something. Yes, You know, and I exactly. and I serve them. You know, some. Homemade goodies every now and then too. But thank you so much for coming to my home. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening. And look out for some great things coming from my kitchen and and from my life experience. And always remember that if you believe you can have your dream be, you know, it's right in front of you. It always is. Just reach out and grab it. And thank you for listening, guys. I love you so much and I look forward to hearing. From you on my Twitter, Larita.com Please check out my website, chef Jamie Larita, and I will see you all soon, hopefully at Wings. Thank yes,
1: you. thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for coming into the kitchen today. And as I always end each show, I just want to kind of echo what chef Jamie saying in my own little words, which is sit down and savor the day.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, Pearl Girls, Mother of Pearl, Aftermath, A Mother's Heart Nose, Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy, please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and to hear from you, so join her on Facebook, Twitter, her blog, or click on this website to leave her a note and tell her about one of your adventures. We'll see you next week right here on Truffles and Tribulations.